Anthropic Fall 2023 Debate Progress Update by Ansh Radhakrishnan. Cross-posted from the AI Alignment Forum. May contain more technical jargon than usual. This is a research update on some work that I've been doing on scalable oversight at Anthropic, based on the original AI safety via debate proposal and a more recent agenda developed at NYU and Anthropic. The core doc was written several months ago, so some of it is likely outdated, but it seemed worth sharing in its current form. I'd like to thank Tamara Lanham, Sam Bowman, Camille Lukosiut, Ethan Perez, Jared Kaplan, Amanda Askell, Kamal Induce, Shauna Kravik, Yundao Bai, Alex Tamkin, Newton Cheng, Buck Schlegeris, Akbir Khan, John Hughes, Dan Valentine, Kshitij Sachon, Ryan Greenblatt, Daniel Ziegler, Max Nado, David Rain, Julian Michael, Kevin Kleiman, B. Lamardi, Samuel Onsen, Nat McAleese, Jan Leiker, Jeffrey Irving, and Sebastian Farquhar for help, feedback, and thoughtful discussion that improved the quality of this work and write-up. Heading 1. Anthropics Debate Agenda In this doc, I'm referring to the idea first presented in AI Safety via Debate, blog post. The basic idea is to supervise future AI systems by pitting them against each other in a debate, encouraging them to argue both sides, or all sides, of a question and using the resulting arguments to come to a final answer about the question. In this scheme, we call the systems participating in the debate debaters, though usually, these are actually the same underlying system that's being prompted to argue against itself, and we call the agent, either another AI system or a human, or a system of humans and AIs working together, etc. That comes to a final decision about the debate the judge. For those more or less familiar with the original OAI Irving et al. debate agenda, you may wonder if there are any differences between that agenda and the agenda we're pursuing at Anthropic, and indeed there are. Sam Bowman and Tamara Lanham have written up a working Anthropic NYU debate agenda draft, which is what the experiments in this doc are driving towards. To quote from there about the basic features of this agenda, and how it differs from the original debate direction. Quote. Here are the defining features of the base proposal. Here's a list of bullet points. Two-player debate on a two-choice question. Two debaters, generally two instances of an LLM, present evidence and arguments to a judge, generally a human or, in some cases, an LLM, to persuade the judge to choose their assigned answer to a question with two possible answers. No externally imposed structure. Instead of being formally prescribed, the structure and norms of the debate arise from debaters learning how to best convince the judge, and the judge simultaneously learning what kind of norms tend to lead them to be able to make accurate judgments. Entire argument is evaluated. The debate unfolds in a single linear dialogue transcript between the three participants. Unlike in some versions of the original debate agenda, there is no explicit tree structure that defines the debate, and the judge is not asked to focus on a single crux. This should make the process less brittle, at the cost of making some questions extremely expensive to resolve and potentially making others impossible. Trained judge. The judge is explicitly and extensively trained to accurately judge these debates, working with a fixed population of debaters, using questions for which the experimenters know the ground truth answer. Self-play. The debaters are trained simultaneously with the judge through multi-agent reinforcement learning. Graceful failures. Debates can go undecided if neither side presents a complete, convincing argument to the judge. This is meant to mitigate the obfuscated arguments problem, 
Since the judge won't be forced to issue a decision on the basis of a debate where neither side manages to make a clear case for their position. That's the end of the list. This framework aims to enable a less capable judge to learn anything that the more capable debater could fully justify to the judge. End quote. Heading. 2. Experimental motivation and setup. In brief, we wanted to convincingly answer the question, can Claude, two level models be used for research into adversarial scalable oversight techniques like debate? The general roadmap we were following looked something like. Pick a task we think is amenable to scalable oversight research. Taking into account previous attempts, figure out what can we do differently. Demonstrate success via inference-only experiments before attempting any reinforcement learning, RL. Run initial RL experiments demonstrating that we can elicit stronger debating capabilities via RL. Run multi-agent RL, MAL, experiments demonstrating that we can both make a judge model more capable of judging model debates, and in parallel train a debater model to generate stronger arguments. Subheading. The task. Hidden passage quality. Quality is a multiple-choice question-answering dataset that consists of questions about, fairly long, passages of text. We're interested in seeing if we can get a model to answer questions accurately about the passage, without full access to the passage. This sounds obviously hopeless, and indeed it usually is, so we need to assist this model somehow. The basic idea is to give another model access to the passage and have it argue for each of the answer choices. We call this model the debater, then supply the initial model, the judge with the arguments and ask it to pick what it thinks the correct answer is, using all of the evidence and reasoning from the arguments. We also turn the original 4 choice quality dataset into a 2 choice one. It's unclear what effect to expect with this alteration, since with 4 choices, the judge gets to see 4 arguments, and likely sees much more information about the passage. My best guess is that 4 answer choices would let us observe worse absolute performance, but better relative performance compared to some of our baselines. As an additional wrinkle, we'll prompt instruct the debater to include all quotes from the passage in XML tags. There's a code block here in the text. Then, via a somewhat strict rejects check, we'll attempt to verify that the quote actually is from the passage. If it's not, even if the model made a benign error rather than outright fabrication, we'll mark them as unverified. There's a code block here in the text. Whereas if they are included in the passage, we'll mark them as verified. There's a code block here in the text. The judge is instructed to only trust verified quotes and not unverified quotes, or other quotes not presented in this format, for example with ordinary quotation marks. We place no restriction on the amount of the passage that a debater could quote, and we found that the amount of quoted material stayed roughly constant over the course of training. If we had observed the amount of quoted material dramatically rising, or an attempt from either debater to quote the entire passage, we would have penalized this or implemented more strict constraints on the amount of quoted material. We use a 500-question subset of, two-choice, quality, randomly selected, as our validation dataset, and use the remaining 1586 questions to train our models during MAL. Subheading. Debate without explicit counterarguments. Earlier attempts to work on debate at Anthropic ran into issues with models failing to engage with their debate opponents, and generally lacking the coherence needed for multiple rounds of arguments. We hope that even if models lack the ability to meaningfully engage in multiple rounds of back and forth debate, would still be able to generate compelling, opening statements, where they put forth strong arguments for their position and attempt to rebut the most obvious or glaring counterarguments to their position.
In other words, the two debaters never see each other's arguments and are purely framing their arguments against a hypothetical future opponent. I think this approach actually still has a lot of the benefits of debate as an oversight protocol, but eventually, we'll likely want to have multiple rounds of debate, and possibly have the judge participate in the debate as well. This approach of concurrent turns also turns the debate into a game with imperfect information, instead of the perfect information game that a debate with sequential turns would be. Subheading. Inference-only experiments. Our basic goal was to de-risk the later experiments that we wanted to run, which would involve expensive and time-consuming RL training. Subheading. Our criteria for success. Here's a list of bullet points. Qualitatively, the debater is capable of generating reasonable arguments for both correct and incorrect answers, to the extent that this is possible. The main things we hoped to avoid were things like the model refusing to argue for the incorrect answer, or somehow obviously reasoning in a confused illogical way. If we select the debater arguments for convincing this to a given judge, we see that we can reliably increase the debater ELO score. To do this, we can imagine A. There's a code block here in the text. Abstraction, which is a model that we always best of n, bon, sample from. For example, we could imagine creating a. There's a code block here in the text. Model, which is just clawed 2, and a. There's a code block here in the text. Model, which is a clawed 2 instance that we always use bon sampling for, with. There's a code block here in the text. Set to 8. For the objective to maximize with bon, we select the argument sample from the debater that maximizes the confidence that a judge model has in that debater's assigned answer choice. This is meant to approximate the self-play objective during RL training. During this procedure, we replace the argument of the other debater with a dummy argument, for example, based on the passage, the correct answer is underscore. This is a simplification since in principle we could have generated. There's a code block here in the text. Arguments for each side and then taken the argument that, one, the most times for each side, as a better approximation of the RL objective, but in practice, we found that this simplification worked quite well. We gather a set of. There's a code block here in the text. Models as our debaters and have them debate against each other round-robin style, tallying up the win counts for each matchup on a bunch of hidden passage quality debates, where a win means that a judge picked the answer choice corresponding to that debater. We can repeat this procedure for multiple judges as well. We should observe that, for each model, as the n we use for bond sampling increases, we can spot a reliable and steady increase in ELO. Models that judge debates aren't clearly incapable of performing the given task, and we can observe improvements using things like chain of thought, cot, plus majority vote bond sampling. Importantly, the judge that sees the debate should beat a few baselines. A blind judge that doesn't see the debate and only the question and the two answer choices. A blind judge that's allowed to use cot, possibly with majority vote or bond sampling. However, we didn't necessarily have any ambitions towards the judge beating baselines like zero-shot accuracy or accuracy with cot if it were given the passage. We'd eventually like to hit this kind of ceiling, but we thought it likely that this wouldn't be possible without training the judge, at minimum. That's the end of the list. Ultimately, we saw basically what we wanted to see with inference-only experiments, and thus decided to attempt RL runs. Subheading. RL training of the debater. 
we train a debater model to generate arguments for both answers to, two choice, quality questions. A judge sees the question, answer choices, and the two arguments, then picks what it thinks is the correct answer. The debater model is trained on two episodes for each debate, where the argument that it generated for the winning side of the debate, the side the judge selected, is reinforced with a reward equal to the positive difference between the judge's logits on the two answer choice tokens, and the losing argument is reinforced with a reward equal to the negative difference between the judge's logits on the two answer choice tokens. We also add a preference model, PM, reward for each of the generated arguments. However, further experiments revealed that this secondary reward was unnecessary, and thus the pure, self-play, reward was sufficient to achieve qualitatively similar results. In pseudocode. There's a code block here in the text. Subheading. RL training of the debater and SL training of the judge. We implement the same setup, but now we additionally train the judge via supervised learning, SL, behavioral cloning, BC to predict the correct answers to the questions given the question, answer choices, and the arguments generated by the debater for each answer choice. In pseudocode, there's a code block here in the text. Heading. 3. Results. For all of the remaining results, we only evaluate the trained models on a validation dataset that consists of 500 questions that were held out during training. All models are initialized from fine-tuned versions of Claude 2. Subheading. We can train models to generate arguments that are more convincing to other models. We primarily assess this by debater ELO rating. We're looking to see that later checkpoints in training win debates more often than earlier checkpoints. Furthermore, we're interested to see to what extent the improvements from the RL training stack with bond sampling. Subheading. Debater ELO by RL step and bond N. We generally see that debater ELO increases both with RL training and bond sampling against the judge, and that indeed these improvements stack. There's an image here, described as plot showing debater ELO on y-axis and n for bond sampling on x-axis. x-axis is log scale. Three curves are shown, each corresponding to a respective debater model snapshot, at step 0, step 25, and step 50. The step 50 snapshot has higher ELO for all values of n than the step 25 snapshot, and the step 25 snapshot has higher ELO for all values of n than step 0, indicating that RL training reliably increases debater ELO. Furthermore, each curve is relatively linear, indicating that ELO is likely linear with respect to log n. Subheading Debater ELO by RL step, bon n, an honest or dishonest status. This is the same plot as above, but broken out separately based on whether or not the model is arguing for the correct answer, is honest, or arguing for the incorrect answer, is dishonest. Subheading. There's an image here, described as plot showing debater ELO on y-axis and n for bond sampling on x-axis. x-axis is log scale. Same plot as the above, but broken out by whether or not the debater is arguing for the correct answer or not, honest, or dishonest. The dishonest debaters have reliably lower ELOs than the honest debaters, a 175 to 225 ELO gap, roughly, as demonstrated by the dashed lines corresponding to their ELOs being a roughly constant amount lower than their solid counterparts. Subheading. The generated arguments generally increase in quality. Based on a rough qualitative analysis, looking at roughly 30 debates, where I blinded myself to the underlying model being used, it generally looks like the debater model is learning to identify the best ways to argue for a given answer choice, 
and find the best evidence for its position. Subheading. Transcripts. Omitted for brevity, but please message me if you'd like to read these. Subheading. We can train a judge model in parallel to better evaluate model debates, and thus answer questions more accurately. For all of these numbers, we only aggregate over self-play results, so the debaters are always of equal strength. Subheading. Raw accuracies and baseline comparisons. Simply looking at raw accuracies, aggregated over all debater model underscore bon objects, by judge snapshot. There's a table here in the text. Notably, we're still clearly beating blind judge baselines, even when the blind judge is trained on the same questions as the judge. And in fact, the gap has increased over the course of training. Additionally, as we might expect, the blind judge basically doesn't generalize to the held-out questions in the validation set, which is unsurprising given that we've only trained it to memorize correct answers on the training set. There's a table here in the text. Subheading. Judge accuracy by debater ELO. We can also look at judge accuracy plotted against the ELO of the debaters. There's an image here in the text. This gives us some evidence about how the judge's accuracy changes as a function of debater strength. We might hope that the slope of each of these lines trends upwards, perhaps most strongly for the most trained judge. We don't see any sort of strong effect here, unfortunately, but I think it's not clear that this should be a significant negative update, and is more likely downstream of the capability levels of current models. Subheading. Judge accuracy by honest or dishonest debater ELO difference. Similar to the above. We might also want to see how judge accuracy varies depending on the relative difference in the strength of the debaters. This lets us study how much of an advantage the truth has for a fixed judge model, and how much this can overcome the difference in debater strength. There's an image here in the text. In general, judge accuracy is quite seriously impacted by debater ELO differences. Ideally, we'd hope to maximize the area under each of these lines indicating that the judge accuracy is minimally impacted by relative debater strength, and we can see that the S50 judge does notably better by this metric, though there's clear room for improvement. Heading. 4. Upshot. I think the upshot is that we have a debate protocol that shows promise, in a simple and constrained setting. It is likely promising enough that we, anthropic, should be able to pursue other pieces of an adversarial scalable oversight agenda. So, what should we try next? I flesh this out in the next section, but in brief. Train on more tasks and more data. I think this is the biggest bottleneck to greater performance gains and would greatly increase my faith in these results. Relatedly, build more and better sandwiching evaluations for debate and other scalable oversight protocols. Run experiments with humans in the loop, probably acting as judges, though having humans act as debaters playing against models might be interesting as well. Adversarially evaluate debate as a scalable oversight protocol. Can it work even when our models are scheming against us? Heading. 5. Possible next steps. Subheading. Find and use more tasks or data to set up more sandwiching evaluations. This is the really crucial and obvious next step. I think a really convincing demonstration of the effectiveness of debate as a scalable oversight protocol relies on us doing this kind of sandwiching evaluation. 1. Take a set of tasks for which we have reliable ground truth, only the labels for questions with definitive correct answers, or a large set of labels supplied by expert humans. 2. Train a debater model to generate arguments for all of these tasks, 
and in parallel give the judge information about the ground truth in some way so it learns how to generally evaluate arguments. A. The obvious thing is to train the judge via SL or RL if we'd like it to participate in the debate somehow, explain its rulings, but see below for some other ideas. 3. Hopefully, observe that the debater learns to make better and better arguments and the judge does better at evaluating them, on held-out questions from the same pool of tasks. 4. Then, take a new, held-out, task, which we also have ground truth for, and continue training the debater via RL self-play, though we'll probably not want to have this debater share weights with the debater that was trained on the previous tasks, and freeze the judge. We should observe that the judge eventually learns to give reliably good answers to these questions, after we've elicited reliably strong arguments from the debater in this new domain. We can't do the above without more tasks. We're currently exploring tasks that incorporate the same kind of information asymmetry between the debater and judge as the current task, as well as tasks that involve a capability asymmetry, with a less capable model acting as a judge for a more capable debater model. It's likely that the capability asymmetry settings are more directly relevant to the position we'll be in eventually, but information asymmetry settings plausibly contain similar dynamics and are more likely to get off the ground with current models. Subheading Start running experiments with humans. The obvious role of humans is as judges of model-generated debates, but I think it'd potentially also be interesting to have models play against human debaters, and see if we can train models to match or exceed human debater performance. Subheading. Run an adversarial evaluation of debate as an oversight protocol. This is inspired by this post by Buck Schlegeris and Ryan Greenblatt. The motivating idea is something like, assume your models are already scheming against you. Can your oversight protocol still work if this is the case? It would be really informative to find out whether or not debate could stand up to this sort of adversarial evaluation, and how it compares to other oversight techniques. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for Less Wrong. It was first published on November 28, 2023. The original text contained one footnote which was omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.